do. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, my dad was in Bahrain for one year. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Have you been there? Uh, only uh, like in the airport, just like a okay. one or two hours, uh, but never actually been there. Yeah. I look forward to, to visiting. I think it'd be awesome. There's, there's so much. To All right. right. <laughs> Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. All right, what's up, Vision Pros? It's your host, Jackson Callum. Welcome to Vision Pros Live. I'm the CEO and founder of First Class Business, and I'm excited to have Ahmad Al-Sharifi on today to talk to us about Google Ads and his vision regarding what he does for his clients, of course, and how he serves them, how you can show up as a visionary. There's a lot you can learn from this particular episode. We're going to be masterminding about ads in the process as well and, and talking about some of the things to be aware of in 2023. And, and especially we're not talking about generic things like you'd read on Fortune or Inc or elsewhere. Like I understand that those, you have to understand those articles are designed for like big businesses and generic growth patterns. You need to get into the details and the specifics and the dynamics of somebody who knows about marketing related to where your brand is at because it's different for every level. Um, and I know people like to oversimplify that, but that's why we have the show is to help people stop oversimplifying so you can get a specific great result. So anyway, um, sponsorships, Epiphany. We're super grateful for Rick Meekins over at Epiphany and a uh, special shout out to Dr. Seth Yates at ablehealth.us as well. Um, if you are looking to upgrade your health and live with more balance, get the supplements that you need, the diet that you need, and the exercise programs that you need, I highly recommend checking out what Dr. Seth Yates has built. And of course, we'd love to see you give back to The Water Project. While you're listening to the show, you may just pull up The Water Project and, and check it out and see what projects they have going on right now to provide clean drinking water to those in need. Without further ado, Ahmad, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right, we've almost got him on. <laughs> All right, I think Jaime's got a little bit of a technical glitch on his end. Or Ahmad, there we go. Ahmad, great to see you, dude. How are you? You too, Jackson. How's it going, man? It's going awesome. It's going great. We're glad to have you. Um, all right, I'm going to dive right in with the first question. So, Ahmad, who should be listening today? Why should they be listening to you? And what are they going to get out of today's show? So who should be listening? I would say any business owner or even anybody who's working in marketing and they want to learn more about what we do in big scale and big companies. Or even if you're just working in sales or marketing because they integrate a lot together. What they will get, um, marketing knowledge, business knowledge from the field, from the actual field, and get to know me and get to know you. I love it, man. And normally I don't dive straight into the topic itself because I think it's very important that uh, that people know who you are as a person too. So we are going to circle back to that. But um, you know, guys, if you're if you're listening right now and you're like, man, I just want to get to the digital marketing stuff. I just want to know the recipe. Then um, I'm telling you right now, you're on a track path to fail. Um, you got to care about the people involved and know that the people involved care about you in order to hit the results that you want to hit. And if you're storming past that reality. 
um, you're going to have several years of difficulties. So we're going to rewind a little bit and uh, and go that route. So Ahmad, do me a favor. What tell us in 15 seconds? What's your personal vision? My personal vision is to serve through digital platforms, whether it's consumers, whether it's businesses, and help them to reach what they want. Like that's the general vision. And that can develop not just through marketing, but also through products and even services. So that's that's the biggest vision is to help people connect people and just let them thrive. What about you, though? Let's take a step back further. I know we're going to get to that audience, but I want to know about you personally. Um, You know, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Who are you going to be? What are you going to do and outside of this business stuff? Or are you going to be the next Google owner? <laughs> Might be. Uh, that's on the list, I would say. Yeah. Uh, maybe a big, the fifth company, let's say, in technology. That That's on, you know, always dream big. But my vision that I see within, let's say, 10 years, 15 years, um, a holding company where we serve different businesses one of them is marketing one of them is management you can say like deloitte kind of but not into the auditing but into the actual business helping businesses whether it's training whether it's marketing services whether it's product development or anything that gets into getting them to uh, generate revenue and return on investments that's like the big vision uh it could take 10 years it could take less Let's see, but that's yeah. go. I appreciate the focus. Okay. And these clients that you serve, um, what's your vision for the clients? Absolutely. I mean, every client that I work with, if we keep working together, they are in the best situation. But even if we're not working together anymore, we leave them in a better situation than when we came. And that's for us is the win for them before it's a win for us. So leaving the client or being with a client in a better situation than we started with them. That's the ultimate vision and keeping the relationship because as you said, it's it's not just about business, not just about making money. It's also about human aspect and just when you help someone, whether it's a business or whether it's not business individual, that just fulfills something in you and gives you the purpose to keep going in the right direction. Awesome. And now I, I saw you have, uh, and we'll pull it up, uh, Jaime's Instagram feed. You got more than 25,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, is this, is this a combination of life and, and business principles? Is it all case study material? What, you know, what'd you do to drive, drive that type of an audience? Yeah, actually, I don't post that much on Instagram, just like a personal uh, space. Kind of like my journal, you can see a lot of stages of my life, traveling, some views, some tips. So I don't use it just focusly on business, but also as a journal. You could say a visual journal where I just post certain things. But it's part of it, business and part of it, my life, friends, uh, colleagues, uh, networking, and a lot of them uh, from just like Instagram and growing, posting some reels uh recently i'm not putting a lot of efforts in instagram as much as i put in linkedin especially when it comes to networking uh it seems like it is one of the hidden gems in the social media or digital world and most of people don't 
even get into that or you find them not using it or not even caring about it. Yep. Oh, well, I liked that hat that we just saw right before Jaime cut it off. I was like, oh, cool. I got to get me one of those hats. It looked, it looked like uh, <laughs> you were in Russia or somewhere uh, really cold. Where were you? Yeah, I was in Russia, actually, in Moscow. Okay. Yeah. It looks like one of those things you put in your microphone, um, but it certainly looked warm and cozy. I, I, I thought it's exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. This is the same one that Khabib, he wears, the MMA wrestler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. You big MMA fan? Not really. Like I watch, I watch only the big, you know, the finals, something like that. But I'm not watching uh, all the time. I got you. Okay, well, uh, to dive in a little bit further, let's dive into one of the worst business experiences you've ever have. Uh, What What would that be? What's the worst business experience you've ever had? I would tell you the worst experience, and it's recent. That's surprisingly, I've been in digital marketing for a good time. But recently, I had one client and we started the sales. We have been in touch for over two years and we're sending them emails and they're engaging. And finally, they decided to take it forward. So we went on the call, we did the sales call. They were very impressed, very happy. We closed the deal. We moved to the second step. Payment was collected. Everything seems perfect. And then we started giving the service, right? It was specifically YouTube ads. And it was an info product. And every day from that day, we were on calls with them. And it reached to the point when we were around 25 or 23. So one thing I want to share with you and, and the audience is that we offer 30 days money back guarantee on the digital marketing services, which nobody ah. do, right? And we reached to the point where we have constant calls with the clients, like every week or every two weeks, depending on the situation, on amount of spend and, and many other things. In addition to that, we were every day with them on calls and their teams. They have different teams and it was just like unorganized business. They don't even know which like, what is the goal? Even that we set the goals yeah. with them, we just fixed the goals, and we started implementing. But every day, the owner of the business was waking up with a different... Yeah, discipline. different so vision. It was, it was a disaster, <laughs> I would say. Like, every day you have to keep up with this. And to be honest with you, like, I, I fire clients. Like, I'll be frank. I mean, not many businesses do that, but... Right. If if we don't match in values, because it's very important for us and for them as well, there's a moment where you spread with them. So it was 25 or even 28 day, and we had a call with them because every every day, every day, 8 a.m. Eastern time, we were getting the message, you know, like waking up, freaking out, and then sinning, oh, I thought about this, I want to do this. And we're very flexible. But when you change the whole, you know, everything, yeah, the whole deal, everything, everything in the strategy that we said, we said a three months or six months. So we reached the point where we said, you know what? We're refunding you your money and we're canceling the contract between us. So that was the worst 20, mm. 25, 28 days in the history of all marketing experience that I had. Hey man, well, well, good for you. Uh, for for you know, it could have been tempting to finish the last couple of days, 
um, you know, and, and then not have to honor that situation, um, you know, but you, you save yourself so much grief um, when you do that. I mean, I've, I've been on both ends of that scenario where I was the difficult client who didn't know my vision clearly and was constantly changing. Um, right. Especially as my, my younger self and the process of optimization can feel like that too. Um, right. And sometimes your agencies make you feel bad, uh, for, for basic changes that you have to have to do because you've got important pivots, but it sounds like you guys were working really hard to pivot. And there's, as you know, the client doesn't typically understand there's copy that needs to be adjusted. There's design that needs to be adjusted. There's coding that needs to be done. There's uh, UX and UI that has to be accounted for. There's call to actions that have to be updated. There's links that have to be added. There's systems that need access. There's new, like it's, it's way more complicated than the client often thinks. And they're like, oh, well, I just, I changed my mind. So why doesn't the bridge change when I change my mind? You know, it's, no, it's way more than that. So thank you for sharing that. We're very, very flexible with the changes because after all, what we do is we take that vision that the client have, we translate it, right? That's, that's exactly what is our job. That's the agency job. It's like they might have vision, but they don't know how to turn it into like how to monetize on it or you know, right. they have content ideas and they have videos, but they don't know exactly what to do. But the thing is, when it, especially when it comes to, let's say, performance advertisement is that you, if you launch a campaign today, of course, as you know, you need to give it some time for learning. And we have algorithms, etc. So if you launch a campaign today and next day you say, oh, this is not working. Oh, I don't like the video. Oh, I don't like that. It's not going to get you anywhere. Like you have to trust the process. That is one thing uh, with this client or even specifically with the whole situation is that. Right not trusting the process and sometimes the client is a, is a person so it could be a personal issue that they reflect into the business right like right. you have to understand that i'll give an example of that um so you know you face it we face it and that's you run an ad right and the client is about to get results and they get their first appointment booked right and that first appointment happens to be somebody <laughs> who wasn't impressed. They've never heard of the individual. They've never heard of the things, but they're kind of desperate for a solution. They're kind of like, you know, uh, how do I know you're not like everybody else out there? You know, how do I know this is a good solution? And the client freaks out, calls you, right? Or emails you and says, you're sending me bad leads. Um, you know, it's like that first person who walks in the door and they're already panicking about, um, you know, things not being aligned. That That's an, one example of many where untrained business owners and untrained teams um, don't understand that it's it's a process that involves, um, a, it can involve a great deal of patience, but I think it's more important to just have discipline, right? If a discipline to realize that, well, it's just one of many opportunities that will come our way. Let's let this ride. What, what are some of the other areas where you see clients prematurely freak out when they're scaling an ad campaign. Yeah. So when, when starting, that's like basically some of them would understand, but I would say with who never run any ads before, they will just freak out because they feel like my bank account is declining with the, every hour that goes by the day. All right. When, yeah. when they don't understand that this is the investment that you're doing, that's actually like the goal of, me working with you as a business 
is to guarantee you a return on your investment, whether it's your investment in time or money with me, or even with the ads that we're managing and creating, etc. But when they lack the trust, I would say, or the vision, which might yeah. you might close the deal and do the sales and everything, and they trust you, but they still like feel, oh, something is not right, you know. And usually it's the system that they have. And we get, and that, that's another part that we get into is like the business development itself, auditing the sales process. Oh, you need to do that. You, you do that. Or I have a 10,000 email list. I never send them email. Like it's not just ads. Like usually we say, if you have a good offer, and that's also why we develop the offer with them in the beginning, if they don't have offers, that if you have a shitty offer, all you do with the performance ad or, or with ads is that you let more people to know how awful your offer your offers. Right. You know? You're turning and the audience off, yes. Exactly. Like you just show them I have the worst, you know, info product, a product, service, whatever. That's why we invest a lot of time in not just investigating, but researching and also hopping in calls with the clients. We don't rush into the sales. There's a process. Yeah. But we try to understand, like, if we are sure that we can help you, right? Like, we, we treated ourselves like doctors, mainly. Yeah. You know, we sell with them. We hear them. They trust us to do the operation. And that's when we move on. But imagine you are in an operation and the patient is like, oh, no, you, you're cutting my throat. Like, oh, come on. I'm working. Like, right. give me a break. You just, you know, exactly. just put in sleep. Exactly. We use the same analogy all the time with our patients. And we, we typically talk about open heart surgery. Um, and it's like, you just, you can't ask me for the scalpel in the middle of the surgery. Uh, I mean, like go to sleep and go away um, because we need to be able to tie it all together and finish it up. And, and that's how entrepreneurs, yes, we as entrepreneurs, we also get antsy with projects. So, you know, that also brings up an important point. Let's say that as an entrepreneur, you had the budget to go and hire video power marketing, which I do highly recommend. Um, and their minimum ad spend when I was working them was $10,000 per month on mm -hmm. ad spend. Um, that's a, that's a pretty high minimum. And the neat thing about that too, though, is they, they didn't provide any of the external services, any of the extracurricular services that were required to have those companies in a position to, uh, to spend money. For instance, if the offer was bad, then we let them know, hey, your offer is bad. You need to go fix it. And they were spending five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars with somebody else to get that redoctored or fixed over the next two to three weeks. Then they would come back to us, and we'd say, well, your your video lacks post production. Um, you know, you need to get a you need to get somebody to shoot a better video for you or do the new post production. Bam, they'd go out and get it done and come back. Um, whereas your agency sounds a bit more hands on with what you're doing to to help your clients usher forward appropriately. Um, so let's talk about, let's switch gears though. Let's go straight into what's your best business experience? Yeah, best, best experience was with a retail brand. They had a very, very solid brand. They're based in California and they were doing amazing. But there's a gap or there's like something missing and not fully optimizing and they can definitely do better. And when we see a situation like that, we can help and, and just like any small help can really make a difference. So for instance, they were e-commerce business for, for to be exact. And they were doing around 3 million uh, a year uh, revenue sales. 
and they were depending on Facebook. So they had a basic email marketing, nothing else, right? Just, just Facebook, mm -hmm. even Instagram, very minimum, Google ads, almost uh, like they were spending one, like 2000 a month, which for yeah. the, the big persons they have and the strong brand they have was very low. And we turned that from 30,000 a year, they were spending on Google ads to 300,000. So we 10 X. They were spending the, 30,000 per yeah, year they or were, they were making? No, they were spending 30,000 a okay. year and we 10 X the spend. But the okay. thing is when we started, when we audited the account, they were making four X the 30,000. Okay. And when we, when we reached the 300,000, they were making around 3.7 X. So we scaled to 300,000 and, and they were almost hitting, you know, over a million. So that, that was nice. like insane. We added some optimization, some upsells, we increased the average order value. Like you could see the actual effort that you make and how it's really making difference in their business and how they're expanding and, even they started shipping outside the country and decided to look into what we can do, how we can add more products, more collection. That's what we really mm -hmm. love to do, is that we not just help you in your marketing. We help you in your life because you will have more time. Now you know that, yeah, my marketing, I trust what you guys are doing. I can go and make a partnership with someone. I can have some time. Like you free that time and, and that headache of trying to figure out things right. by dealing with, with someone who knows what they are doing. And when you have a client who knows exactly, you know, they have a success, a proven success. And you know that you can optimize a couple of things. For example, the conversion rate, just changing a couple of things, uh, changing the add to cart, et cetera, like made a five, 10% in their whole revenue. They reached to double the 3 million. So they were making, Six million, twenty percent of that twenty million were coming from Google, so that that was like amazing. That's awesome. I'm glad you're diving into this, uh, and that's that's an, a good example. So some people think that the only way to increase conversions is to increase the X factor, um, or go from three X to thirty X um, on a return, which are cool campaigns. Don't get me wrong; they're 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 cool, but they're mm -hmm. also hard to sustain. And usually, when I see reports like that. I know I want to see the deeper levels of the case study because I don't trust the entity. Um, they're usually wrong in their mathematics um, and, on, and how they project things um, and that whether that's projecting ROI instead of ROAS, et cetera. But to your point, you, you're excited because you, ex you expanded the amount of budget that was being spent. And if you don't know anything about ads, then you may not understand that that's not easy to do. Um, to be able to maintain um, a, a great ROI while scaling almost infinitely, right? Scaling to a, a, a magnitude of, of great proportion. Like that's not easy. You can only do a certain percentage of scale per week and you have to constantly be optimizing the ads in order to continue to achieve the output that you're already receiving. You have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, and you're touching on a, on a very important uh, aspect that many businesses, they don't even have a proper attribution or tracking, right? So they, they would 
see the day. Let's end. define that real quick. So attribution. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll take that one on. That's to attribute to. So what do you attribute your success to? Do you attribute to the Facebook ad? Do you attribute it to the YouTube ad? If the person saw both, how much does it weigh in? Um, on the buying factor? Was it the video or was it the landing page that, that made the difference and then buying? There's a lot of factors that go into play that have to be assessed and understand what's actually working versus what's not. Continue with that though. Businesses aren't tracking that attribution. Exactly. And, and uh, thank you for, for clearing the attribution part because many really need to understand this because usually when you have a let's say two agencies or you have internal team who's running ads and other team, or even an agency. We have Google saying we did the five X. Then you have Facebook that says we did the six X. When we calculate them, we have like, that's even more than the income. That does not make any sense. So understanding which channel exactly bring you the value using any th third party. I mean, there, there are a couple that we use and, we, we can mention them, but mm -hmm. depending on which business models, like Hires, for example, for info products, Triple yeah. Whale is an amazing product just for- These are great links, by the way. These are great, great companies to be aware of. Um, if you're in the advertising or the marketing space, you should be taking a note of all these systems. Yeah, and, and, and it will give you the, the right attribution, not just on the ads. Like, let's say someone who came after a year and they, and they came from that specific channel, it will be saved. So that helps you to understand on the long run, if I'm going to invest more in Facebook ads or Google ads, or, or let's say even now we, have, we see TikTok or in some countries we see Snapchat doing crazy with very minimum effort. Like not, mm. not you don't need to be an expert to do it. It just right. the right product. That's it. That's, that's interesting that you bring that up. Um, one, uh, one strategy I heard about from some military guys um, that were running ads in San Antonio uh, was that they were they realized that they could target military personnel who were deployed in Iraq and Afghanistan um, for pennies in the dollar because nobody thought to run ads to Americans who were over there. Um, and I was like, that's brilliant, because if nobody's thinking about that dynamic, that's an excellent opportunity to uh, to get your services. Um, in front of a bunch of guys that are sitting there with their cell phones most of the day. You know, not that they don't have lots of things to do too, but they have a lot of downtime where they're just on base and they don't have much else to do other than than be online. Um, so it's a there's there's way there's so many different ways you can target dynamic audiences and and utilize these solutions to get in front of the right people. So um, what's one of the what's one of the powerful lessons that other visionaries can learn? from your experience um, as a leader, as a business leader? I would say whatever idea that you have, do not come direct to the conclusion, test, and then decide. Many times you will be wrong, but you have to come up, come down to earth and just, you know, not just admit, it's not like ego thing, but you have to understand that not every idea that you have is actually validating. So you do the testing. And that's, that's the marketing equal testing, or even in business, you cannot just target, you know, any idea that you, otherwise everybody would, you know, make a zillion amount of dollars. Right. Ideas can be worthless, but testing them and taking action can definitely make the difference. Uh, th those are really powerful lessons that I 
preach and also do in my my life and my business and everything. Uh, trying to many times you, you say something and then when you test and you find out you were wrong and someone of the team or even your clients sometimes they they share a vision and you're like oh yeah but that does not work you know we tried mm -hmm. that but it never worked you do leave the client say that right when we tell them have you tested this you know angle and they say yeah we tried it but it did not work out and you say yeah but you know it's it's what do you want to achieve from it and putting the right goal and kpis and then deciding did it work or not not just like oh yeah it did not work but on based on which metrics so putting right. that quantifying same... it exactly yeah another exactly. good example of that so i had a client um who we uh we ran facebook ads for and they told us uh yeah the data we had three different teams and team one ran the same ads as team two and team three, but team two and team three did not perform um, at all. It was awful, you know, all the, like, and, and, and I think it's the ads. I think it's uh, what, you know, it must be the ads since it didn't work out. But yeah, there was things I didn't like about the team too, right? It's our job to go and look at the data and scrutinize it. They weren't even in the same business model in ad set one as ad set three, it was completely different niche in products and services. There was nothing the same whatsoever. And I was like, Oh geez, you know, like, like it's so strange how in life we love to overgeneralize, right. And, and make blanket statements and claims. But like you said, that's, that's where our vision deceives us and we need to hone in the vision, um, you know, and look for clarity and, and aspects of, of reality. So, um, with 2023 um, being a year of, of all sorts of changes, we got AI changes. Um, we've had AI and ad space for, well, really ever since Google came out with ads um, or, or probably even before that. Um, but there's all sorts of new depths of opportunities. What are some of the most tangible things that entrepreneurs, visionaries that have um, businesses in the, the B2B space Ahmad, what what uh what do they need to be looking at right now? Amazing question, and uh, you know, recently this year, I would say with with all the AI, let's say the generative AI, there's a lot of changes that are happening because putting an API or or taking that generative AI like ChatGPT or uh, Bing AI or, or Google AI, and then putting it in your, let's say, workflow or in your uh, WhatsApp, right? Because you can integrate it with everything. So any communication that you can write, you can do it through those. So I would say try to form a crossover team in your company. Uh, let's say between sales, between marketing and between mm. operations or whatever, and see what kind of processes that we can test, just like a small test. And for example, we have we have FAQ, right? And usually you have those people on WhatsApp, some businesses. If you just try, like they ask you which language you want, one or two, right? You feel it's not human. But when you have someone say, hi, this is your chatbot or let's say AI, uh, X, whatever name that you're going to give it. How can I help you today? And they say, I want to do this and that. And then they start actually answering it, which is amazing because you can train it. There are some yes. programs that you can actually train it. And it can, I don't want to say replace because that is a 
very big debate about is AI replacing human or not. I would say cars never replaced horses, but horses are being used in a different, you know, situation. Mm. You know, we use it as a vehicle, as a tool. So that does not mean we're, we're being replaced. Some businesses definitely need to upgrade. But I, I don't want to go in that direction. We have time. We can. Talk well, about no, it. I appreciate you talking about it. You're talking about um, one of the industry terms. If you want to look this up, and you're not familiar with it, sell by chat, um, right? There's these sell by chats, and then there's sell by chat AI as well, which is becoming, you know, just as just as well known as as sell by chat, uh, just as fast. And then you've got AI that are actually taking sales calls um, for businesses and. That's kind of like all the rage in my Facebook ads right now is people saying, oh, our AI can sell everything for you on the phone. And I'm like, yeah, right. Um, you know, and, and sure, there are certain businesses that that probably can be beneficial for. But until the case studies come out, until the models come out, until I see people that I know, like and trust implementing similar style systems, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to jump on some hasty bandwagon that's on fire um you know and and bulldozing over people in the streets um so uh no i'm, I'm fine with this not going too far down that rabbit hole but um what about in terms of uh just running ads in general um you know what what are some of the top reasons why a company should hire your firm um that they may not not be aware of if they were to try to manage it themselves um you know or what well, and if you think it's more valuable, what about what are some things they should look out for if they're about to hire other firms um, for their campaigns? Absolutely. That, that's a great question. And I, I would keep it very simple. So when when you have an internal team, let's say you have your own marketing team, that's amazing that you reach the maturity level that you have your marketing team. Now, when you have a marketing team, they only work within a specific business and specific type of business. And they are very busy from their like nine to five job or, you know, their employees after all in the department, they have their own goals. However, when you have an agency that comes and they tested a lot of methodologies, strategies, copy, whatever it is, like usually that's the value is that we have, we might even work with one of your competitors, right? And we help them. And then you see that they are successful. But we, you know, like the confidentiality agreement and you cannot share any information. However, you can make them successful, right? So, so having the industry knowledge and having a different industry knowledge is one of the key points why you should be considering working with agents. Now, unfortunately, most of the agencies, you know, are giving a bad reputation because they do not deliver most of them or they do not care about the customer as much as they should be. Because the customer or the client to all is trusting you to deliver whatever that you care about. Let's talk about the model, though. I want to I want to highlight some things about what you said. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I want it. I think it's valid. I think it's so important, and I've seen it at the larger scales, right? So, for instance, when Video Power Marketing once again was brought into Nordic Track to run ads, it wasn't because Nordic Track didn't have its own advertising team. Um, right. They're, they're busy. It made me imagine Nike and think, man, they got hundreds of thousands of products. You know, can you imagine one small team trying to uh, to handle all the like, no, not even not even possible. Every product, especially their their um, 
flagship products has to have its own series of teams associated with growing and expanding the advertising for those particular assets. And you're talking traditional advertising, billboards and different cities. You're talking uh, in-store promotional flyers um, and, and discounts. You're talking Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. Everywhere they're going to put that product, there is a team of copywriters, editors, um, content creators, designers that goes to work on that. They've got hundreds of people working on those different processes. So what Ahmad is talking about is if you've got a great team, then one of the most important things you can do is provide an external perspective and somebody for them to compete against as well. So think of it kind of like the NBA that has their main, you know, the Lakers have their team and then they've got their South Bay team. It's the, the G League team, right? They got two different teams and players go between the two different teams at times as well. And they scrimmage and practice against each other on occasion as well. And that optimizes everybody to get better. So it's a matter of, of looking at business from a standpoint of abundance, right? And saying, you know what? Should I make to make room to optimize what I'm doing? And do I put myself at risk when I say, I already have a team, I'm good. You know, nope, I'm, I've already got a coach. I don't need any more. That is a, that is a scary phrase and mindset to have um, if you are trying to scale and grow rather than the open nature of saying, how do I get these two teams to work together? Just like you said about sales and marketing coming together to strategize what is best with these materials for, for people to move forward. But these are brilliant concepts. Akamai. They're very important. Jackson, I, I will tell you what is worst scenario is that not, we just have our team. We don't need the market right now. Any company, that yeah. is not growing. We're great at referrals. We don't need the marketing, right? We're a referral-based exactly. business. We don't need marketing. Yes. That's amazing that you're referral-based. But but I always say, you know, do you think Amazon would be Amazon that it is today if it did not use the right strategies, the right marketing, the right teams, you know, and, and scalability? Let, let's say Jeff Bezos was thinking about not giving equity and just growing the business, you know, thinking just about himself and yeah. about ownership of the company Th that definitely changed the whole game. When you think about scaling the business, some people, they would say, you know, we're, we're happy where we are today. We're serving enough clients. That's amazing. But the thing in business is you, you will start the business at zero and then it will start generating some revenue, which is amazing. And then you will reach a plateau level, right? And that level is good if you can maintain it for some time and then, you're paying yourself, you're paying your employees and you don't have any, you know, problems, but that is exactly the time that you need to scale because we have other parts that contribute to the equation, like inflation, you know, like every year you have 8% inflation, your employees will need raise, you know, the, the, whatever services that you're using, like some, some services that we use today, the last two years, they increased their prices at least two, three times some some of the tools and, and they are SaaS products like they the the cost is just like the servers and you know the customer service etc so you can imagine everybody's raising their prices except like in cars we were seeing tesla for sometimes they're lowering the prices but the point is things are going up if right. your business is not growing it means it's declining right. there's it's either up and yeah. down there's it's you know, a it's mathematical always, logic there's no exactly. avoiding it. Yeah. 
So you maintain the business, you have enough. And, and some people are happy not to scale the business, but they should be also happy with the consequences of that decision, right? right. Start on losing, your team is you know not growing. Like you, your team, you think someone would stay with you, let's say five years if they're not growing in the business? They will not feel fulfilled and the right. whole culture of the company will collapse. So it's not just about the business, but also about the human in it. Because if, if you grow the business, if you grow the human, the business will grow. If you have a expertise that is growing as well, you, you're investing in them, the business will grow. It's not just the marketing like, oh, yeah, let's spend money. Many times clients come to us and we say, you know what? Hold your pockets. We're, we, we're not going to do any advertisement. Not yet. We have to fix many things. We have to fix your offering. We have to fix the processes in the business. And for for that reason, they trust us. And, and they say like, yeah, you're not just spending our money, not just, and usually they come to you like, oh yeah, what do you think is the budget that we should be spending on, you know, Google, Facebook, et cetera. And we always say that is based on your goals and your situation. You have to understand what your goals. I could tell you, you could spend a million dollars. Do, do you, can you do that? You know, like you literally can do it. You, you can spend it. And that's something some clients would say, or some businesses, they would say, we have an open budget. And that is the exact answer that we give. We say, shall we start with a million, let's say? You know, like give us a figures. Understanding your goals as a business is more important than hiring an agency. Before you can hire an agency, you need to figure your goals as a business. If you need help with that, either through agency, mentors, coaches, other businesses in the similar, the same network or the same niche, do that. And then when you feel like, I have the good offer that I want to take the next level, or I even just want more people to know about my offer and I don't know where to start. Then that is the time where you can start with agency, get in touch with three, four, five agencies. It's not like shopping because that will be, that will consume your time a lot. You will hop in a lot of calls. They will send you emails. They, they will send you like, you know, that the usual, they have to put you in their system and can show you, their expertise, et cetera. And, and that's what gets you in to buy. But yeah. if they don't align with your business goals, if they don't have the actual, let's say, I don't, I don't want to just say the video testimonials, but the actual expertise that you feel, yeah, this is, this is a very good. Well, what you're agent. referring to is, is a fantastic interviewing process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. great companies have an interviewing and pre-qualifying process that does take time. But that time pays dividends because you then understand each other better. You come up with a great strategy together. You decide that it makes sense to launch what you're launching together. And Ahmad, your your passion and your sincerity comes through in tremendous form. And I will say that we would love to have a proposal from you as well for first class business um, or have uh, or look at what strategic partnership opportunities could look like um, because you can't fake passion. Um, you know, you can, but there's no reason to in this conversation. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the amount that you care about the process tells me that you're constantly learning about how can I make this better for each client that I work with. Um, a lot of what you've exposed today um, and, and the interview just tells me that you're the type of person that I'm always looking for in life to say, you know what, I, I want this type of person in my life more often. 
Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I will share. I'm going to share two things from my side to wrap up. Um, and I hope they, they're beneficial to you. I know they will be to the audience. And circling back to one thing that you said that is so important. Business owners, a lot of them that have been around for decades, have built a business and a brand based on referrals and networking. There's nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing. It has helped you sustain and survive. In some cases, it may have helped you reach some element of thrive. However, our greatest strengths are often our greatest weaknesses in regards to the, you know, a tree can't jump. It's rooted. That roots give it strength. Well, your referrals, you've learned to talk about your business in a way where you don't highlight your digital marketing. You hide it. But you don't say your digital marketing sucks because it makes you look like a bad business owner. So instead, you've learned to say, oh, we grow through referrals. Um, we, 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 we take care of those that we work with and they refer their friends and family to us because we're awesome. But what you're not saying and what you're not listening to, what you're not realizing about your own brand that many of the experts in the world realize is strangers fear you. Strangers do not want to work with you. Strangers aren't inspired to come and talk to you. Your only growth strategy is through the referral network because you're not doing what's needed to establish your authority and your credibility online. And that's something business owners would benefit from being able to hear and understand. Um, and again, back to your interview process as well. Um, I, I, can't, I can't recommend that enough, that if you are in the process of strategically hiring somebody, that you look at it from the standpoint of, I need to spend enough time with this individual in order to really understand them and help them really understand what it is that we're up to um, and explore the depths of this conversations. And it probably needs to be more than one person involved in that pre-qualification process so that you don't accidentally make a hasty decision, which usually ends poorly for everybody. So if you want to reach out to Ahmad, um, you can find him on, well, obviously you can find him on Instagram. You can find them on LinkedIn as well and uh, Big Al Consulting um, as well as is the brand. So is there anything you'd like to share before we wrap up, Ahmad? Absolutely. Uh, I would like to add that, you know, the process of choosing the agency might be a hustle for some companies because they don't know how can I know which agency is good or bad. And usually if you trust your gut and just choosing, oh, yeah, I like that person because we know in sales, you know, many experienced sales, yeah, they will be friendly, they will be nice and everything. But look at the goals and, and see if that will align with your business. If they can add value, then move forward. Don't let it take a long time. Many businesses would, you know, have calls, then they're not ready, then they're shopping around. And you, when you lose time, I would say your competitors are eating your market. And today especially when it comes to the digital you know, marketing space, you will find your competitor targeting you because you basically have the same you know, interest, like you're, you, you go on your website. And so you will see that your audiences are you know, on those. Either you write your uh, services on Google. If you're not on the top, you're losing money. If you're not reaching out to your clients, to your customers, you're losing money. And last I would like to add is don't be afraid into reaching in new countries. And as you said, for example, with the, with the 
uh, army and the military in Iraq. So many people would tend to target the five big English-speaking countries, let's say, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, US, UK. But, and, and this could be like a growth hack or just test it, right? I'm, again, I don't want to jump in conclusion, but we tested it. We have seen a tremendous success. You mentioned also the same uh, case. Test, but choose the language as, in, as English. So you right. want those people who are being targeted to understand your message. But test new countries. Test US, uh, test U, uh, UAE, right? Like it's, yeah. it's most, you have 9 million English speaking or 10 million. Test KSA, Saudi Arabia. Those are huge economics and very strong uh, GDP. And they're growing very fast and almost 99% are online. Uh, try testing different countries, even in Africa, like within so, with some info products. If you have an info product, go there. If you have a low offer and, and then you have upsells, reach your audiences. You, you, you can reach basically everyone. So take advantage of it. Have the right offer, the right message, and all the best to your business to grow and scale. And stick to it, Vision Pros. Appreciate you, Ahmad. Vision Pros, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Feel free to leave questions, uh, comments on wherever you find us in social media, and we'll be happy to respond to you. Take care, guys. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your vision and becoming